When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. And I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Right. Right. Here we go. Don't know if that's catching on or not. Let's get do down think, to business. Do you think that's? Do you think that's? Have you, ever, you, have you watched, Mate, have you ever watched Mulan? Like the original, I, the cartoon Mulan. I I haven't. No. Oh, original? Good, good. Is there more than one? Well, there was a cartoon, but then they brought out a live action. Oh one, yeah, they did. Disney didn't they? do now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a great song in it that goes, "Let's get down to business to defeat right. the Hun." Which um, <laughs> I don't know. When you say right, it just puts me in mind of the the general sort of ambiance of the film yeah. Mulan. I mean, does it give you a boost of energy that you think you need? Does it work? In it that does. Respect? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. Right. Well, it's like pulling right. the choke. It's like pulling the choke on a car on an old car. <laughs> yeah, oh, I used to have one of them. I used to have a Ford, I mean, um, with a choke, I don't know. Maybe there's mechanics listening or getting in touch. Go, well, actually, this is how it works. But, like, with a choke, when I first learnt to drive and have my first car, a mm. Citroen AX, which is always fucking breaking down. But all cars used to break down all the time, yeah. didn't they? Like, they were yeah. broken down as much as they were working. Mm. And all, and obviously, I knew fuck all about cars. I still do. All I would do, like, it was like a cure-all for anything with your car was pulling Pull the, the choke. choke. Yeah, of course. Pull the fucking yeah. choke, mate. Pull the choke, it just goes. It's, a, it's just a, yeah. it's a... It's They should have called it the fixing button. Yeah, cure-all, like you say. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a, a cream Ford Fiesta. It was mm. my first car with a choke. I think it cost 300 quid. Terrible piece of work. But... Uh, and they go, don't pull the... Right passage, and then you start going like this. Don't pull the choke too much, mate. You'll flood the engine. Yeah. Do I know what that means? No. No idea. But... People said it to me enough that then I started saying it to other people. Don't flood it, mate. It's folklore, isn't it? You pass it on. Well, to my girlfriend yeah. when she first got a car. Don't flood it. Pull the choke. Whoa, not that much. You'll flood it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and all the engines went unflooded forevermore.
yeah. So that's that's some life logistics advice right off the that's belt. That's free. Yeah. You know, unasked for, unsolicited. Don't mm. fucking pull the choke too much. You'll flood the engine. Uh, <laughs> it, could be, it could be a t-shirt that movie. <laughs> that's a great t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull the choke, you'll flood the Well, it's like we said last week, we were talking about um, the the weird cosmic coincidence. Actually, mm. they wouldn't have heard this yet, but there was a no, cosmic coincidence. Coming out Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Regarding our MOTs. Yeah. And, you know, on, if you love MOT chat, then listen to Thursday's episode. And, I, you know, I actually thought, and I said to you afterwards, everyone loves MOT chat. Everyone loves it's, it's, it's a universal subject. Yeah? Yeah. It's up there with, have you ever shat your pants? I mean, people love stories about people shitting themselves. Yeah. And they also love chat about their MOT. I had my MOT. Did it pass? No, it failed. What did it fail on? Blah, blah. How much it cost? Mm. Mm-hmm. But is that, I mean, if you're telling someone you're going for your MOT, there's that jeopardy, isn't there? Because it's got them on a string and they're going to be wondering, see if you, I've got my MOT on Friday. It's going to be in the back of their mind. It's in the back of your mind because you're getting it done. But, you know, it, it just ramps up your relationship a little up. bit more. Exactly. If someone tells me that they've got an MOT coming up, I'll go when. And when if they tell me, yeah, I'll make a note of it in my diary. Mm. Hang on one moment and just get out my small pocketbook and pen. John's MOT, Thursday, 3pm. Remember to follow up with call. <laughs> Friday evening. Yeah. If ring, any of ring. you, hello, if hello, any of you listeners, hello, John speaking. Uh, yes, what happened? Who's this? It's Sam here. Tell Sam me what course. happened in the MOT. <laughs> Tell me it. <laughs> it's beeping, yeah, but, Timmy. Tell me you didn't <laughs> fail on your beeper. No, I passed my. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. Oh well, well done. How long was it in for? Were there no recriminations? <laughs> you no, always want this. No, sail, sail through. No, they said they there was a bit of wear on the uh, front front passenger side tire, oh. but it wasn't it wasn't a fail. But they said to keep an eye on it because it might oh. be a fail by next time. Oh well, if I were you, I'd get that replaced now. Better safe than sorry. I put something in your diary, perhaps for say five months henceforth. Then you can have another look at it in five months' time. If you like, next time I pass your home, if the car is parked outside, I shall examine it. I usually carry a 10p piece round so I can do the 10 <laughs> pence test. <laughs> That's another thing, right? Just as a subcategory. Uh, and I've talked about this before. Tyres. Tyre yeah. chat. It's fucking brilliant. Tyre chat. Like, what tyres <laughs> We've not done this get? before. I'm sure yeah, we've we done tyre chat before on this podcast. Yeah, we yeah. have. Because, yeah, yeah, because it's so good. It's like, you can't just do it once. There should be a <laughs> Annual tire full chat. podcast <laughs> just about tyres. And yeah. also, you know, this is quite a... Um, this is like a sort of a trope now in podcasting, right? Um, which is uh, fantasy... MOT, right? And let's right, say yeah. it's presented by, I don't know, what's that geezer called who used to be on top of here? Tiff something, right? Oh, God. Tiff, was it Tiff Needell or something like that? Something like that, right? So he presents it and he goes, Hi, I'm Tiff Needell 
And each week on this podcast, I invite I invite a different car loving or just car owning or just driving license possessing uh, celebrity or kind of just a stand up who doesn't get much work, right? <laughs> to onto my podcast to talk about their fantasy MOT. I asked them what their first M- right first question, and we start everyone with this. Obviously, what was your first MOT? <laughs> well, my first MOT was in 1996. Okay, what was your last MOT? What was your best MOT? What was your worst and final MOT? question, what would your fantasy MOT be? Well, I thought a lot about this, right? <laughs> my fantasy MOT would be a couple of fails, right? <laughs> One would be on the tyres because I'd like the excuse of buying new tyres because I love buying tyres. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. And anything else? Uh, no, it would pass on everything apart from the choke, but that would be like a really small cost. Great. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us on Fantasy sure. MOT. Thanks very much. You've wasted 80 minutes of everyone's time. Thanks very much. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> Fucking And you could do the man. same format with tyres. You could do yeah. Fantasy tyres. <laughs> yeah, you could do the same format with anything. Yeah. Celebrities Tiff's, talking to each other. Tiff's, More red celebrities. Tiff tire tirade. Mm. What's your first, what's your earliest tire memory, mate? Good question. Yeah, my first tire memory is probably my dad taking me to the tire shop when I was two. You know, I'm sorry if what? I'm losing you, that Andy, but this would be a block busting, like <sighs> award winning. Massive rating podcast. Do you think? Welcome to Four to the Floor. I'm joined yeah. by three of my stand-up comedian friends, and we discuss our fantasy flooring needs. It's an imaginary house. Could be as big as you want, as small as you want. Could be flooring. Could be carpeting. Who knows? We'll find out over the next ninety-five minutes. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and it can be as wacky and as out there as you like. <laughs> It doesn't uh, matter. There are no rules. It's podcasting. There's no rules. Uh. <sighs> All right. I should um, say here that although like, we're being a bit snide about the podcasting community, we're under no illusions that this podcast is a complete waste of time as well. So oh God, yeah. it, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. We're the first to say that this is a load of shit. So, yeah. we're, so you know come at us bro I, I think one of our listeners if they've got an MOT coming up soon should get in touch with us yeah tell us that when it's going to be they can tell us where it's going to be if they want as, ve- as vague or as precise as they want because um, you know if they give us the precise location some of the listeners might want to go along socially distanced oh. and have a look yeah Witnessing. I mean if it's near me I'll I'll come I'll come You'll to your no I won't yeah. I won't of course come you but if you have got one coming up in the next week or two let us know um, and we'll make it part of the show and we'll do obviously we'll preview it and then yeah. you can get in touch afterwards and tell us how it went yeah it'd be really good to find out what you were worried about because very <laughs> very often you're like worrying about one thing and it sails through on that but then there's some other thing like the brake pads <laughs> yeah that you just hadn't fucking contemplated at all right yeah fucking brake pads I didn't think there was any problem whatsoever no there is a squeak there is a slight squeak, and yeah. uh, anyway, you, you, we're going to have to re- like get them replaced, and they cost a thousand pounds each. So your brake pads are fucked. You're going to have to write it off, mate. What? What? <laughs> Nobody came in for my MOT. Write it off. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to sell your house as well, mate. What's that got to do with my car? Read the small print, dickhead. We're the MOT men. We can do anything. We control your life. We're like the Stasi in East Germany. Yeah? <laughs> We're the fucking MOT men. MOT men have got, like, ancient powers. Yeah? <laughs> Issued to them by Sir John DVLA. Yeah. And if we find a flaw in your motor, it is up to us. We control it. We own you. We fucking own you. One small fucking, like, fail, and we fucking own your life, mate. We'll take you away from kids into servitude. It's the MOT Mafia. That's what they are. Yeah. And who um, are these men? Did anyone elect them? No. Exactly, yeah. But the they're, they're just the men in your local garage. Yeah. They're men with saucy calendars on their wall, mm-hmm. right, in boiler suits, right, and they've got all of us in the palm of their fucking hand. They yeah. arbitrarily decide the future of our lives once a year. Yeah. And no one voted for them. No one even knows their names. I went into to get mine done last week. I mean, we're giving away Melchester Odyssey information here. Yeah. But I went to do mine last week, and the place where I get it done, there's a little office at the front of the garage, uh, and I went in, and the receptionist was there, and four of the mechanics who work there, none of them social distancing, none of them wearing masks. Nah. I had my mask on, like um, little Johnny Mask Boy, and they were just looking at me like, "What the fuck you got that on for? What the fuck you wearing yeah. that for?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like to do. I'd like to get my MOT done, please. I'd like to get huh. out of this environment as quickly as possible. I feel threatened. You're, you're, you're worried about the germs, are you, son? Nah. Nah. Um, you're acting like a We've fucking cockney man. We've all had it. <laughs> We've all got long COVID now. We're still getting on with it, though. Fucking knob. <laughs> we. Uh, I so, turned up at mine, and they're actually they've got this sort of setup where you can't go in, so they've, they've created a hatch. I think we've talked <laughs> about hatches Nothing before. Nothing like that. Nothing like that at mine. But yeah, we, we, we love hatches, so I was straight away like, oh, yeah, yeah this is great. I'm going to get to talk through a hatch. It's one of my favourite <laughs> things to do, right? <laughs> I clap my hands it. together. Yeah. Oh, oh, hatch time. Hatch time. <laughs> I'll come Welcome here again. to uh, Fantasy Hatch, a new podcast <laughs> with me. Yeah. Fucking me, up. John, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> right, and um, I'm joined this week by my friend Jill, stand up, because we're all equal. Right on. And, uh, <laughs> she's going to be telling me all about her favourite kind of hatch. What would be on the other side of the hatch? What she'd be doing on her side of the hatch, and how the transaction would go ahead. First up, though, Jill, let's start where I always start. What's your earliest hatch memory? <laughs> well, obviously it's the school dinner hatch <laughs> um, anyway what was that the hatch yeah, you, yeah hatched, so I was at the MLT hatch, hatch. And the geezers, my wife dropped off and I was just there to collect it yeah mm. and uh, you know like how one of the things they do at the garage is they, they act like they, they totally want to ignore you right yeah. they don't want to yeah. fucking they're like, what the fuck are you doing there? I tell you what I'm fucking doing there, mate. You've got my fucking motor and I want it back. Fucking <laughs> hell. All these cunts fucking okay. wasting our time, bringing their cars in, asking us <laughs> to fix them, then coming back and wanting them back once they're finished. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just how this works, dickhead. If you don't like we'll it, get cars. another job. Join we'll the fucking cars. Navy. We don't do fucking admin. <laughs> you got to hang around and wait for the cunt. So someone was at the hatch and I went... And it, it, it was a really good kind of hatch because it had a bell. 
Oh, I love that, oh, didn't I? Oh, hush for the bell. Bing, 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 Hello? Anyone home? Ding, ding, ding. Fucking beeping Timmy's here yeah, again. Was it a hatch with a sliding door? Sliding glass door? Yeah. It was made of Perspex, oh. one of my favourite oh. materials. Yeah. And um, Cheap man's glass. And he goes... Uh, and it, someone eventually came to the window. And as he came to the window, looking fucked off, some, mm. some other lads came out, some mechanics came out of the main building, right, at the door mm. and were walking on the street with masks on, fair enough. And the bloke behind the hatch just sort of, without saying a word, just sort of pointed bleh, like that at one of the geezers behind me, which I took to mean, having interacted with these mechanics, all, uh, all you know, for years, not these particular ones, but I've had my dealings with them. I thought, he's saying that's the gaffer and he, I should yeah. speak to him because he basically doesn't know how to fucking communicate, right? Yeah. So I turn around to the gaffer and he's studiously ignoring me. You can see I'm trying to get his attention. So I've gone, excuse me, mate, are you the bloke uh, I should talk to about collecting my car? And he's given it this one. I don't know, mate. I've talked to a lot of people. It might have been, they might not have been. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm not having this. Because I thought he might think that I'm some sort of fucking prick like you get around there. And I went, no, mate, do I talk to you about getting the car now, right? And he went, ah, 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 I see, I see. Yeah, you fucking misheard me, you deaf-eared cunt. Yeah. You fucking cloth-eared cunt. You didn't fucking hear. And you showed off in front of your muggy mates there, right, thinking you were being clever, which, by the way, even if you heard me right, that's still a shit comeback. Now, give me. are you going to give me my fucking motor or am I going to start having to make a mess? <laughs> Perspex breaks easily, mate. <laughs> Believe me, I know. My mum used to be a receptionist in a Perspex company in the 80s, so I know everything there is to fucking know about that poxy axe you've got over there, son. I mean, but you've just, you've just nailed something there because they are all cunts, but we're yeah. all in thrall of them. We yeah. all indulge them, don't we? You know what I mean? No one, no one yeah. stands stands up with them and fights back. And says, "Stop being a cunt! Just fucking sort well, the car out." It's all about timing, because mm. they'd done the car and the car had been paid for. Because yeah. my missus had been there and she dropped it off, and then she, I think she paid, but <clears> then like for the parts and all that, and then she left, and they said it will be ready in an hour or something. Right. So then I went back in an hour to collect it, and by so that you stage, had the power by then. It's like, listen, cunt, you you know, the car is done, yeah? I've yeah. seen it out front. I need you to give You've me the fucking money. key and the MOT certificate, right? Yeah. Because we're all fucking paid with bulletproof. So if you try and mug me off, you're going to fucking get it. Because after mm. this, I won't need an MOT for another year, you cunt. And, and then I'm getting a new then. fucking car, and it won't need MOT for its first three years. You know the fucking rules as well as I do. And in three years' time... Believe me, that would have been plenty of time for me to locate a different fucking MOT centre. <laughs> and I will continue to do this for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking spend the next three years researching the local MOT centres. And I will not be back at this one because you are a cunt. <laughs> and yeah, I realise so that timing. the next one will be a cunt as well. But it yeah. doesn't matter because then I'll move on to the one after that. Three the years worst later. cunt mechanic ever. But you know, looking back, I can understand. I even understood at the time. When I was a student and I had the aforementioned Citroen AX, which was always breaking down, I lived literally opposite a independent mechanics, right, yeah. in Brighton. 
and the man, I you know, he looked like a murderer, right? He was <laughs> he, he was like a monster man, yeah? And he had a pit. And so I obviously kept thinking of the geezer in Science of the Lambs who keeps people yeah, in course. his pit. Because he liked to get in the pit, drive the car yeah. over the top. Lovely stuff. We'd all like a pit. But My I granddad sus- had a pit, Sam. Oh. My granddad had a, a pit in his garage. For his car? Yeah. Oh. Now, was it self-built? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. What a man. Yeah. He totally. built his own car. And sometimes pit. I was allowed in the pit, but I had to be lifted down into the pit because obviously the pit was so deep I couldn't climb Once you're down, down there. myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could be quite scary. Well, kind of, but not really because it's like you're in a different world, isn't it? It's like you've, you've like, transformed into a different me, realm. If it had been me, I would have wanted to take my toys down there. Yeah. It was pretty mucky and grimy and oily because it was a pit. Obviously, but I would have, still I would have fucking got the Star Wars figures down there, mate. Yeah, and pretended yeah, it was the Dagobah system. The pit was definitely not for playing in. Jalapeno. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. Jalapeño. It might have been rusty kind of screws and things. You could have got tetanus infection. I think when we do we do the Top Flight Time Machine outdoor experience that we're planning, um, we'll incorporate a pit into it. We'll get into the pit. And like one lucky listener will be thrown in the pit and mocked. No, no, no. no they'll be lowered into the oh. pit. And then mm. we can drive a car over the top of it and they can do a bit of tinkering. They get 10 minutes tinkering and we've got to get out again. <laughs> now it's time to play the 10 minute tinker. We're going to pick a listener at random. And that listener will go into the Top Flight Time Machine Tinker Pit and uh, a car, not one of our cars, because no, we've, we've basically bought a pretty shit second-hand car that was going to be written off anyway. And we're going to drive it over the top and you get to tinker away whilst we continue to record the podcast. And there's some spanners there for you to use as well, if you want. <laughs> you could just, to be honest, like I say, the car is being scrapped. So you could just get a hammer and just smash smash away no! at the underbelly. No, no, this is the outdoor thing we're going to do. You know, whether there's going to be 
in the park where you can watch where Jug can shut out the tree. You know, oh, the, yeah. the, the one day experience. Um, it'll be part of that. Everyone can have a go in the pit, but it's going to cost you 15 quid oh. for 10 minutes in the pit. So it's sort of like a fairground. You don't in get a way, to smash the fate. car up. Yeah, it's experience. No, but I was saying, why don't we buy a car, like, real yeah. cheap that's about to be yeah. scrapped so then it yeah. doesn't matter if people just want to fucking oh, yeah. I'm have right a go that, at it. Yeah, I don't want them smashing it up with hammers. They've got to just do stuff with spanners. They've got to leave it in the condition they found it, or or mm-hmm. better. You know fix I mean? this car. If someone can actually fix it, then you get a special prize. <laughs> a badge. <laughs> the badges we promised you years ago that we never did. Oh, hey, watch out! By the way, yeah, you can actually get um, you can get badges on our new shop now. Oh, is that there's, open now? Is it? There's there's shirking, not working badges. Right. And coming soon. Yeah. Uh, there is brown John badges. Didn't I see something about a clock on the new look shop? Yeah, I've taken that down. It was too yeah, complicated. It was, the, 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 some, was someone quid. pointed out the posters and packaging was more expensive than the clock itself. <laughs> so I thought, ah, I'll just take that down. Who wants a fucking top flight time machine clock anyway? I, Look, I if you do did. want a top flight time machine clock, <laughs> get in touch and I'll see what I can do. But to be honest, I, I just I stuck it out there because it was funny. And then when it turned yeah. out that the packaging, the postage was more than the clock, I thought, fuck that. It was something like 40 quid for the fucking clock and 45 for the package. I thought, that's yeah. an expensive fucking clock. What's it, it do? Suck you off as well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like, for up. that fucking price, I want to do more than just tell the fucking time. And I wouldn't mind, but it didn't even have numbers on. It was one of those confusing clocks where you have to just work it out. Fuck that. Just it out, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll get the pit put in. Um, what else was I going to say about the pit? I can't remember. Um, yeah, you can get under the get in the pit and have a tinker. You get 10 minutes. And, uh Yeah. You can imagine this one that I talked about, though, in Brighton, because, like, the car, I had a car, and I think one of my housemates had a car, all of our cars were obviously breaking down because they were shit heaps. And so we'd always be like, excuse me, tap, 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 excuse me, it's us, the students from across the street. My vehicle is broken again. Will you fix it? And you'd just say, like, fuck it, these sucking cunts. You've probably some... seen us coming and going at all times of day, sometimes drunk <laughs> in the afternoons. <laughs> sometimes our eyes are very red and bloodshot. <laughs> and we look confused, like we can't remember which house is ours. <laughs> you probably want to be our friend, do you? I imagine. Uh, you probably listened, heard us listen to our loud pop music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, I have. <laughs> Fucking Neil Young was it last week? What's the matter with you? <laughs> we need a fucking war in this country. Sort of cunts like you out. Fuck me. <laughs> Ponting, prancing about. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and it, there was more than one occasion where I've gone, oh, will you fix my car? I'll be late for my one lecture of the week that I have to drive to. <laughs> right and it was like that media thing. studies where he'd go he'd just fucking get in open the door and just go like do something and it would just start immediately yeah pull the chair. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it would always be something that like yeah mate you forgot to uh, turn the key oh oh do you want some money nah don't worry about it 
<laughs> I wanted to visit two hundred pounds. How can I pay you at the weekend when my postal order arrives? From home? My grant's coming through at the end of the month. <laughs> I'll pay you then. <laughs> no, don't I've got worry a postal about order it. coming from my grandma for my birthday. You could have that for t- till now. I was going to buy it on a new pair of sports shoes, but now it'll have to go to you. <laughs> a new pair of fashion sports shoes to wear to the disco. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> some... Uh, What's it called? Life logistics. That's what we're doing, isn't Let it? Let me just tell you one last thing about that. Because I'm Please thinking do. about that mechanic now. Yeah. Right. I I don't know whether that. I'm now wondering because this would have been Euro '96 era. Mm. I'm wondering whether he might be dead. I don't think he had a like a, a healthy lifestyle. Right. I suppose one of the reasons I'm thinking I I wonder if he's dead um, is I if you you know he could be a listener. And he might be getting the out. Like, oh, I remember that cunt. I remember that cunt in Euro '96. Oh, his fucking Citroen. Now it all adds up. Oh, he's beeping Timmy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was always out the front, <laughs> beeping and waving at people <laughs> in his parked car. I've just I'll put it down to the drugs, but he's still at it now, and he reckons he's sober. So he's obviously got something not right in the nut. A lot of time it runs in the family. I wouldn't be surprised if his old man was the same. Sit outside beeping and waving at people <laughs> who've got better things to do, like their fucking job. <laughs> a proper job. Beep, beep, beep. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, have a nice day. Are you working? Are you doing your job? Uh, are you well? <laughs> um, yeah, so that place where I, that particular place where I lived in Brighton, there was a pub across... It was a nice little area, very suburban. It was like one of those pubs that's just plonked down, a bit like mm. the Rover's Return, in the middle of residential streets. Oh, lovely. So, you know, yeah, you're walking along. House, 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 pub. Yeah. <laughs> ding, so ding, it's ding, like ding, it's, ding. It's like it's hidden. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Surprise. Proper local with a nice pool table. And we used to go in there yeah. and play pool, and then there was this mechanic. So it wasn't too bad. But um, I was talking to an old like mate the other day about it, and we were remembering this pub because we did used to just go there in the day and they used to do cans of Red Stripe, which was cheaper than a pint, right? Right. So you'd yeah. go in and have cans of Red Stripe and play pool. And uh, anyway, I ended up looking it up on Google Earth or whatever. I zoomed in on it. <laughs> a pub that I hadn't been to in like, I felt like Godzilla himself, right? <laughs> Yeah, like it's wicked when you start with just a picture of the planet and then you go yeah. and zoom in on this pub. I thought, I haven't been to this pub. It's called the Hartington. If anyone's from Brighton, they might even know it. And um, and I hadn't been there, you know, since the 90s. And I looked mm. at it and you can get up pretty close, you know. I was like mm-hmm. looking through the window. Fucking hell. I thought, fucking hell, this is good. And then in the end, you know what? I thought, this is fucking creepy. Right, people probably do this to their exes, yeah. Yeah. And I thought I don't feel good about this, so I stopped looking. But now that that little area that I briefly lived <clears> in has popped back into my head, I'm thinking I'm going back on, and I'm going to have a look on Google Earth see if that mechanic's still there with his pit. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. I'm going to have it. a right Googler for that cunt. Do it. Let us know. Um, here's a one. If your if a house you used to live in came on the market for sale, would you book a viewing with no intention of buying it just to have a look mm. around? Well, I've never thought of that, but it does sound like a good good idea. Yeah, Doesn't I it? would like to do yeah, that. I would. Mm. But yeah, you'd have be to keep it a secret. You couldn't go in and go, yes, I used to live here as a child. This was oh my, my formative home. You couldn't do well, that because they would just realise... I've got two stories about that. One is, it, in about 2006 or something, I made it, maybe 2008, I made a documentary for Channel 4 called Teen Trouble. And it was all about... <laughs> <laughs> With Sam Delaney. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Because there's a picture that my wife treasures and trolls me with, where because I had to spend a lot of time with like tearaways, um, mm. Asbo. I went, Ruffians. I, I went to the northeast and had to spend a day with oh. the Asbo Queen of Britain, right? Who had been banned from being anywhere near Newcastle City Centre for like life or something. Banned from being anywhere. Yeah. So I had to meet her up on the. Um, Oh, it was beautiful. I can't remember the exact name of the place, but it was the Northumbrian coast. Is it Northumbrian? Right. Or yeah, no? yeah. Yeah, like huge fucking brown, but nice brown cliff faces and huge sprawling beaches. I can't remember. I had the most incredible fish and chips over my life there. But we had to meet there because it was basically she couldn't get any fucking nearer, right? Right. And then another time I spent a day out with, with like a, a street gang in London. <laughs> and... um for the publicity shots, I had to have my photo taken with them. Now, at the time, I was probably like early 30s. But even mm. then, it was just like the photo is so fucking funny, right? Because there's these proper like little fucking street rats, right, in their hoodie. <laughs> they all look like a fucking JD Sports ad gone wrong, right? Or maybe gone right. And I'm there fucking beeping Timmy, clearly like about 15 20 years older than some of them. Yeah. Just, it just looks weird. It looks really fucking noncy, basically. It's like I'm sat in the middle of this gang. Hello, here are my teenage friends. Why are people so mean about teenagers? Why don't you understand them like I do? Anyway, the, the thing about this, right, I filmed it for a few months and I hated the experience because the director was a complete cunt. He was really posh bloke from uh, Cambridge University. Loads of people mm. on TV are like this, right? And oh, God, yeah. And and he was, and we were going round, and a lot of these kids we mean were interesting and nice, and you know the gist of it was. It sounds very worthy. It probably was, but that it was like basically teenagers get a bit of a rough deal, and it was investigating the prejudice against them in day to day society mm. and how like you know you didn't fuck everyone assumed that you were a fucking criminal and blah 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 blah. And we were investigating this, and this bloke right was so wildly patronising to all of these kids that we met that um, I would often lose it at him. He, he was just like a, a major league-like cunt. He was really patronising, really rude, really bossy. That particular day in South London with all these kids who I had the photo taken with, they actually, it was brilliant. They actually fucking lost it at him and I thought they were going to beat him up and I was fucking praying that they would. <laughs> I was literally rubbing my hands thinking... Please let these teenagers beat him up. Because I tell you, when it happens, I'm going to fucking jump in and give him a dig myself once he's down, right? <laughs> One of the things he did was we went back to the estate where I lived when I was a kid, right? Yeah. 
in Brentford, which is actually the same estate where they film people just do nothing. Same place. All right, yeah. And um, and <clears throat> he won. And for a start, I was annoyed that he even wanted to film there, right? Because mm. I must have mentioned it in passing. Something. Oh, you live on a council estate. Oh, that's wonderful. We must have a day filming there, so you can remember your struggles when you were a young man, right? And I was like, well, to be honest, I was a child. Like we moved away when I was pretty young. And it also um, means we don't have to do any research. Yeah, and it's like, and I, I still sort of, you know, I did used to go back there because my mate lived there, but I don't really have many stories to tell. I mean, I wasn't a crack dealer. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, uh, it wasn't, wasn't really, no, we must go, right? So I go, <laughs> all right, fine. I mean, you know, if you want to film there, fine. So we get there, right? And he goes, I want to film you going back to your house. Right, and it was like a maisonette in this block, and I was like, "Why, mate?" And he said, "I want, I just want to film it. I think it would be really emotional, right?" And so we're walking along, and I have to do the whole thing. But this was car. Do the whole, oh, this is my house. He went, "Can we do it again?" And it, it's sort of like you become almost emotional seeing it again. And I go, oh, "But what? God. It was just a fucking place I lived. I don't. I, I say I was very young. I don't really, you know, it, it doesn't really make me feel those feelings. What are your memories? Is there painful memories? No, right, <laughs> really. And then, so I'm like, fucking hell, this bloke is such a cunt. And then he's gone, knock on the door and ask them if you can come in and look around. And I went, fuck off, fuck off, no way." And then he said, I will then, if you're nervous. I said, I'm not fucking nervous. I don't want to look around. It's just a house. And what the fuck do they want? Hello, we're from the television industry. Believe it or not, the presenter used to live in this disgusting hovel. Now we're going to come in and laugh. (laughs) Look how far he's come. He works in television now. He's important and special. He was such a cunt, this bloke. And one day I threatened to throw him in the canal. Because he said to a young kid who we'd been interviewing, he said at the end of like the interview, he went, right, where have you got to get back to? And he goes, oh, 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 this young kid, he was only about 15, very shy, and he'd come to London especially to be filming. He went, oh, I've got to get back to um, Liverpool Street Station. So this director bloke said to the assistant producer, who's this n- nice young young woman, actually from the North East, from Hexham, mm. right? I remember she's really nice. And he goes, <laughs> great. She'll walk you back to the station so you don't get lost. And then he he does this thing. You know when posh guys try to do laddie banter, but they're just fucking idiots and can't do it. He nudged this 15-year-old boy, winked, and said loudly so everyone in the room could hear about this young female producer, play your cards right, she might give you a blowjob on the way. Oh, fucking hell. And I just said, mate, if you talk like that to any of the fucking staff again, you're going in the fucking canal. He went to me. What canal? Because we were like nowhere near I'll a canal. Find I don't one. know. It just, yeah, it just sort of. I don't know why I chose the canal as a threat. It seems really specific. There are actually many canal ways around East London. If you know where to look, and I do, and I will throw you in one of them. Oh Jesus! Put the other up. thing about looking at houses, though, that I was going to say was um, that thing of going on like house viewings that you don't um, where you have no intention of buying I might have told you this before 
but I was in the green room once at Sky. A lot of my stories start with I was in the green room at Sky. So I used to do that pay per view so many years that over the years yeah. it was fucking great the amount of people who'd just come through and you'd get chatting to. And one time Joanna Lum- Lumley came in, right? right? And she was fucking awesome, mate. She was like mm. everything you wanted Joanna Lumley to be and more. Really, like it was first thing in the morning, most people are tired and grumpy, really funny, really friendly, swearing, telling you loads of funny stories. And I can't remember how it came up because it was me and someone else was there and we were both asking like loads of questions. And she goes, um, oh, darling, she says, I'm like, what I like to do sometimes in the day. Everyone thinks because I'm famous that I'm busy every day. But so, you know, I go through long periods of not, not really working and not, not being very and um, being quite bored. Do you know what I do sometimes in the day when we go watch them? I go on to um, one of the property websites and I look at the most expensive properties in London. And I ring up and book a viewing. And the thing is, because I sound so posh and because then people realise it's Joanna Lumley and they assume that I'm very rich, they're happy to show me anywhere. And they take all time. And I can't afford any of these places, but I have a lovely day just looking around them and nosing about. And I thought, you fucking legend. Hello, it's Joanna Lumley here. I want to look at your mansion. I'd like to look at your castle. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking go on, Joanna Lumley. (laughs) I'm terribly bored. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Amuse me. Brilliant. So, so, Miss Lumley, would you like to make an offer? No, thank you. It's shit. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Right, that's all we've got time for. We haven't done any life logistics. There is one, uh, not an email, a tweet that came in from Wakefield Neil, and he says, maybe this is common knowledge, but I've only just found out about it. With, were you aware you can tip a bucket of water in any toilet and it flushes? I had a broken flush and was given this tip and it works every time. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, yeah. Everyone knew. Everyone, yeah. I've done that loads of times. I, even, I mean, it is a lot of fun. Sometimes I'll do it even if I don't need to. Yeah, it's of course. better than using yeah. the flusher sometimes. Of course it is. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so there we go. It Thanks can also that. happen if you just do a really big, powerful piss. Yeah. Well, you can flush I, with a, like, a powerful I can piss. piss like an elephant, and then the power of the piss. Sometimes me pissing is like a a bucket load of water being yeah, thrown in at high velocity. Yeah, you're piss then. They're flushing it with piss. Yeah, and no, needs that's true. Again. I'm not saying it's hygienic. I'm just saying I'm just boasting about <laughs> a, the power of it, my urine. It's not hygienic, but it's effective. Okay, fair enough. All right, thanks for um, sending in your life logistics. We'll try and get ready to do it some next time in about a month. <coughs> um, uh, take care and be the best you that you can ever be. Take your vitamins. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.